Wayne Wright. And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right, covering down on some ground across the northern half of the great state of Alabama. I'm talking about we are way down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back to Gaston, parts of Georgia and Tennessee and Mississippi, all thrown in just for good measure. All right. Hey, listen, um, number one of the Triple Dipper, state of disunion. And I got, I got a ton of texts coming in, by the way. I mean, I'm looking at them right now. Some of the texts are more fun than the articles I've got in my hand. Um, uh, John from Huntsville said he gave Joe Biden an F minus. <laughs> Sarah Huckabee Sanders an A plus. And then uh, uh, Adam from Decatur, he says, I know you had such a good time watching the State of the Union. Your, your buddy Biden was nothing but honest and encouraging. Yes. Yes, he was, Adam. Thank you very much. Um, and then, Boomer, it was already been said by um, Alex from Elkma that you were not allowed to have coffee, apparently, at the kids' table. <laughs> I wasn't. That's that's the whole thing, guys. I wasn't able to have coffee. Do you, you at the have my new Big Dave uh, coffee sound effect. Oh, the coffee sound effect. I'm sitting effect. here drinking yes. my coffee yep. right now. It's right here. Coffee time. Coffee, 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 cappuccino. <laughs> Java. Yes. Where's that come from? I don't know, oh. but it's funny. Missy, Missy from Falkville says I wouldn't watch State of the Union for the same reason I won't watch mainstream media. I didn't want. I don't want to watch liars lie. <laughs> wow, Missy. <laughs> Um, Bryant from Huntsville said, oh, it's, this happened. This was a weird moment. So everybody's coming in, cameras are on, people are up in the uh, galleries, you know, who's sitting where. And then Jill Biden, the president's wife, first lady of the United States, comes walking over to Kamala Harris's husband and just plants a smoocher right on his lips. I mean, I'm talking about, that was, that was a full-on lip smacker kiss. And uh, Bryant from Huntsville just reminded me of that. Bryant says, uh, I watched Joe Biden kiss Kamala's husband on the lips, got weirded out, turned it off. <laughs> it was it, it made the rounds on social media. Like one guy says, what in the actual, is this normal? <laughs> so, um, all right, before I jump in, I got a caller on. Is that Jeff from Indiana? Uh-huh. Jeff from Indiana on the southbound route. How you doing, buddy? No, maybe I'm northbound. <laughs> oh, northbound and down. What you got going, man? That's right. Hey, uh. I watched the uh, the uh, State of the Union speech on YouTube last night, YouTube. and I'm wondering how come I got to do that. I, Shouldn't it have been labeled disinformation or at least uh, taken off the air? <laughs> I mean, it's American disinformation. The, so, yeah. I mean, you know, if, if Trump, they, everything they said Trump did was this disinformation, so... Uh, I was really watching disinformation last night. Yeah, so and I, I let it run. I guess the YouTube uh, filters were were off or something. That is, everything was getting slipped on through. Yeah, I, I figured there'd be a little blue blue box underneath there saying, you know, this is disinformation or something, or you know, they the way how they label everything, but. Uh, it wasn't there, so I'm, I'm kind of wondering. I think we need to have some, some house hearings on this or whatever and find out how come they're distributing disinformation. It's, it's you know, that Section 230's got to go, man. They're letting everything happen up there on uh, on social media now. It's just crazy. Crazy. I know. Oh, well, did you watch the whole thing through, Jeff? I watched All I Could Stomach, which is about 15 minutes of it, and it just... <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I sat there and, and and I and I made myself sit on through it. I thought it's what you do, man. It's your job. Would you please keep watching? Okay, um, but 
Anyway, uh, I was Bidenized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new. That should be a new, f- f- a new thing. Thing you get Bidenized because yeah. you just get so sick and tired of watching him sit there and lie to you. <laughs> it just there, makes you into a zombie. There's a, there's a cure for uh, that. There's, there's a vaccine or something. I'm sure. Um, uh, that an off switch. <laughs> that's the cure. All right, Jeff Roby, safe on the road, man. We appreciate you. Have a good one, Phil. See you, buddy. Um, you got another caller, Boomer? Yes, no? Yes, no? Uh, no, it was Susan from Elmont. She said the only time we ever saw um, uh, Kamala Harris' husband kiss uh, Joe Biden was when he had a mask on. That was the only other time we saw, saw that. And that's, that's what she wanted us to say, which is funny. Okay. It's supposed to be funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Allison from Madison says Jeff from Indiana just nailed it. Allison, thank you very much. Jeff, you got a fan. Uh, Joe from Owens Crossroads says that kiss is called the Biden hello. <laughs> <laughs> the Biden hello. <laughs> Whoa. Here, let me sniff your hair. Okay. Uh, Brian from Huntsville says, I just love coffee. Have a kid's table for our friend Boomer. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, coffee, 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 coffee. Um, Joe Biden, John from Huntsville says, Joe Biden said he would need uh, at least another decade. Oh, 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 he would need oil. Yeah, I know. I'm getting to that in a minute, John. That's one of my favorite moments from the whole thing. Uh, Adam from Decatur. Um, oh, the, the, oh, the thing about coffee. He said it came from Dante's Peak. Great movie. Okay, cool. All right, listen. Here's the thing. First of all, you need to know that your own delegation has spoken up. So a story from 1819 News this morning says that in the wake of President Biden's State of the Union speech, uh, he began his speech, of course, with calls for bipartisanship, all about it. Everybody's going to get along, unicorns and rainbows. And he soon resorted, he said, to Democrat talking points regarding the need for more gun control, climate change initiatives, more taxes on the wealthy. And then he started getting into things about Social Security and Medicare, claiming that Republicans wanted to cut them, which drew a huge response uh, from um, uh, members of the uh, Republican delegations. But it goes on to say that some of our Alabama delegation, like Tommy Tuberville, Senator Tuberville says it's hard for President Biden to address the weakened state of our union when he doesn't seem to be living in the difficult reality he's created. Americans can't afford their utilities or groceries. They don't feel safe in their communities or villainized for their views by a president who promised to unite us. And not only did the president fail to offer solutions, he showed he doesn't even seem to understand the problems. He just paid lip service to progressive priorities. Uh, Senator Katie Britt, uh, she chimed in, said that he was missing the whole perspective of Alabama parents and families who are struggling with inflation. She said parents and families are sitting around the kitchen table wondering how they're going to make ends meet in the face of crushing inflation, and they're worried about the price of groceries from eggs and milk to flour and chicken. Uh, Congressman Gary Palmer. The reality, says, is Biden's energy policies are crushing America's households. They are now over 20 million households behind on their utility bills. Oh, wow. Uh, the Alabama Republican Party, our, our friend John Wall, who was on the show the other day, he says, meanwhile, on the world stage, our adversaries are emboldened, as demonstrated by last week's Chinese spy balloon incident, which, by the way, Biden did not mention in the speech, did not even mention it. You know, it, 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 honesty, truthfulness would have said, in the past week, we have dealt with China. And whether or not you agree with when I took it down, yada, 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 here's the deal, China, and put them on notice. But did he do that? No. He, he claimed that he, he took a hard stand against China as evidenced by actions this past week, and that's all he said. Poof. Ghosted right out of it. Uh, Congressman Barry Moore, a friend who's been on the show several times, he says, President Biden devoted more time tonight to disarming law-abiding Americans than disarming foreign surveillance aircraft spying on Americans like you and me. Think about that. 
So, yeah, the, the, the Alabama delegation, I got other comments there from Jerry Carl, Congressman Adderholt. Um, basically, everybody had a thing to say. But I think the thing to say, the, 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 and, I, and I, you know, of course, I mentioned it in my monologue, was Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Now, this is intriguing. She's the first ever female governor in the history of Arkansas. She's the youngest governor currently in the entire United States. She is um, uh, obviously uh, the first, uh, I think, father-daughter governorships ever anywhere. And, and all this to say, she was an entirely different perspective than what we saw in Biden. And she pointed it out. I mean, she called it out. And she was, I, I won't say it was the most dynamic speech. I don't want to pretend that it was the best speech I've ever heard because it, it wasn't. I mean, I think her style is good, but it's very deliberative. And she had to keep remembering to smile. I, like, this is one of those things where I'm pretty sure someone in the background was giving her the, the smile. Smile. And she had to remind herself. But it was still a great speech in terms of its content. Absolutely great. And there were no gaffes. It wasn't like there was any embarrassing moment like Marco Rubio having to stop and sip water because he got dry, dry mouth in the middle of his speech. But, but Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she nailed it on content because she was not afraid to just say it. She didn't mince her words. She didn't try to be, you know, polite in the wake of all the things that were said by Biden. No, she just said, look, y'all, it's between normal and crazy. That's where we are. I mean, how, how refreshing it was to hear that. She also went on to say, it's time for a new generation of Republican leadership. I agree with that. And I don't think she was just talking about a new age generation. I think she was talking about a new way of thinking Republican leadership. I think she was talking about, let's get in there and get back to our base. Remember that moderates are really just Democrats in, you know, in, in red ties. She went on to tout her efforts to combat wokeness. She talked about the fact that Biden's busy doubling down on crazy, she said. Literally, she said that. The president is doubling down on crazy while she's doing things like banning the use of the word Latinx in her state and pushing for things like critical race theory to get pulled out of schools. Um, and, and, and she just pointed out that the contrast and things that the Republican Party is standing for and doing what it can about and what she believes that Biden is doing or not doing. Um, listen, I mean, we, we, got, we got tons more of this. Coming up top of the hour, too, by the way, we're going to have Stephanie Smith on here. Stephanie's always got great content, good commentary. We'll see what her thoughts were on the State of the Union. Um, but I'll just tell you, one of the best moments in the whole thing, to me, like the moment where I, I caught myself and go, did he just say that? I wanted to rewind the TV. Which, by the way, I'm still freaked out that I can rewind live TV. The old guy. I'm just freaked out by it. But anyway, it's, it's cool. Biden, story on Fox News. Biden appears to go off script to say the U.S. needs oil and gas. <laughs> he did. He did. Y'all, I kid you not. There was a place in there where, he, where he, he, he appeared to almost like lose his train of thought and try to explain. And what happened was he, he made some comments that drew a, like a real quick kind of mixed reaction. Like some Republicans were almost like cheering and others were like booing because it's obvious that he's speaking out both sides of his mouth. He told this anecdote and it did not have the feel of being on the teleprompter. He said he was talking to an oil executive and he asked him why his company um, should invest in, you know, basically fuel and gas projects in light of the negative business atmosphere for fuel and gas products, uh, projects. And Biden said he responded that, well, we're going to need oil and gas for years to come. 
Really? Is that what you're saying, Mr. President? And at that point, they got all kinds of you know reaction. And then he went on, he said, well, the guy said, we're afraid you're going to shut down all the oil wells, all the oil refineries, so why should we invest in them? Good question. I've said that on my show several times. And the president said his response was, well, we're going to need oil at least for another decade. Like, like, like in the end of 10 years, we're not going to need gas anymore. <laughs> it was laughable. It was a moment where you look at it and go, okay, the guy who's trying to push us to electric is meeting with the oil and gas industry, telling them we're still going to need you for a while. They're saying, why should we invest when you're crushing our souls? And he comes back with, well, we're going to need you for at least 10 more years, which is supposed to encourage them to invest billions. You can have a 10-year return on it. I mean, for the love. And, it, and he said it out loud. It's, it, what's so funny is the hypocrisy of his push for green energy, literally, the hypocrisy got said out loud because he, 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 he stated it with, you know, unequivocally, he stated it, that we're going to need oil and gas for a while. And he even said, you know, for at least, at least 10 years, at least 10 years. How about this? It ain't going away. We may wind up having EVs, but we're still going to have gas. You're going to be pulling into a gas station. I'm, I'm going to guarantee you my grandkids will be pulling into a gas station. I guarantee you. My great-grandkids pulling into gas station. I guarantee you. Ain't nobody wants to drive to see their family for Thanksgiving and have to stop and spend a half hour waiting for the chance to spend another half hour charging their vehicle at a charging station. It's not going to happen. You're going to have some, and they're going to stick to local, and they're going to have another vehicle they use for their big trips. And then there's collector cars. And then there's what do you do with apartment complexes. The whole thing's laughable. Laughable. One of those moments, and I'm just, I'm just sitting here, I'm just, Boomer, are, we, are you going to go to a break now, or what are we going to do? I, <laughs> I, I just, am ready. <laughs> <laughs> take, me to, take me to a break, brother. We'll do a break right now. We'll come right back, spend a few more minutes on State of Disunion, and then hear what our friend Stephanie Smith has to say. She's the new president of the Alabama Policy Institute. How cool is that? All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right, saving the world one soundbite at a time. A couple more stories here in my stack of stuff uh, before we get to the uh, call with Stephanie Smith right at the top of the hour. Um, I'm looking at, um, oh, so which one do I go first here? Let's take this one. Um, no, this one. Uh, Red State. Redstate.com has a piece uh, dated last night that, that talks about the fact that, you know, I mentioned the thing about oil and gas, and it drew a huge reaction from the, uh, from the Republican side of the aisle. It, it just, just like, wow. Another one, by the way, that I don't have in my stack, but I'll mention to you, is there was a In fact, it's on the screen right now. Um, there was one place where President Biden almost like, like, like cluelessly said, and we need to do something about fentanyl. And when he did, there were people shouting, border, border. I mean, it was unreal. It's like, okay. Oh, Mr. President, you do realize the fentanyl's coming from the southern border that you won't fix. It just, it just, it just had this, and he, and he almost appeared to be caught off guard, like he, he didn't know why people were shouting at him. He thought he was saying a good thing, and they didn't like. 
Well, because you're so out of touch, you don't realize, sir, that what's happening is because of your policies. Well, the other one was when he tried to say, literally tried to say, that, that Joe Biden is the guy trying to save Social Security and Medicare and that Republicans are trying to cut those programs. Well, Kevin McCarthy has already announced that those things are off the table, that there's nothing standing in the way of, of doing other goodness, you know, in terms of cutting government spending, in his opinion, except Medicare, Medicare and Social Security. And he knows it's a third rail of politics. Good luck trying to do something about it. But Biden stood there and said, quote, House Republicans are threatened to cut Social Security and Medicare, putting the dignity of millions of Americans who rely on those programs at risk. I won't stand for that. We ought to strengthen these programs, not gut them. And when he, when he, when he said this, the room erupted. And you could tell he was caught off guard. I think that may have been the first big one uh, in terms of his, you know, the, the reactions to his, his speech that it just, it just seemed to derail him for a second there. Like he, he looked across the room and you can tell he's probably thinking, I spent 40 years in this chamber. I don't remember anybody ever yelling at a president before. <laughs> well, well, sir, it may be a whole new day because they were, they were having none of it. And he went on to say, like, like by the way, he got, he got multiple Pinocchios on this. Um, and and even, even Twitter, like, had to flag it. So Twitter, not like Twitter people. I'm talking about Twitter itself. Twitter flagged Biden's tweet about this issue pointing out what McCarthy had said, that it was off the table. So I got to say, Red State points out, when Twitter is the one calling you out, your lie is pretty bad. Um, he's not only lying about Republicans, he's also doing it while he's making moves that could hurt Medicare seniors with his own policies that are raising rates and cutting spending. So anyway, there's that. But then National Review had one of the more comprehensive pieces. You can tell that was a thicker one. Um. And they talked about the fact that he, like he dodged the immigration crisis, just literally passed the buck, didn't even really deal with it. He just skipped right on past it, made no mention of all the significant learning losses that our school kids have had during the COVID shutdowns that, you know, hung around during his watch. Um, he would say things like, you know, first of all, his, his, his mantra throughout the entire piece was, um, it's time to finish the job. It's time to finish the job. And he would say this, he said, to my Republican friends, if we could work together in the last Congress, there's no reason we can't work together in the new Congress. But what he's really saying was not, let's find places where we agree. What he was really saying was, get behind my policies. Jump on board here. And then he went all in on abortion. On abortion, he didn't just call for like moderation or finding compromise. No, he got angry. And he said, if you try in this body to codify an anti-abortion position for the United States, I'll veto it. Basically, what he's saying is, we're killing babies on my watch. Then he went straight into raising taxes on the wealthy. And the one that I've not heard many people talk about, he totally, totally dissed on police. Totally dissed on our first responders in blue. Totally. Men and women who serve in the police forces around the nation had to have heard his speech last night, where he tried to recoup it at some point, going, I mean, there are some good ones out there. No, 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 no. Not after you tried to say how history shows us that police brutality is a thing that we must take issue with like we don't already. That's not the norm. All right, we got more. We're going to come back here in a minute with Stephanie Smith, president of the Alabama Policy Institute, and see what she has to say about last night's state of disunion. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. 